right, keep your Bibles out here. We're going to be in Philemon. Uh, we're going to go over these verses again. I want to point a few things out. Uh, this will be the last service or last sermon in the series on They Call It Home. And so this is the 14th message that we've had out of this series. They call it home. But Philemon uh, 4 through 7. Now, just a little bit of background on this book. The Apostle Paul is writing. He is in prison. Uh, And so Philemon is considered a prison epistle. And it's amazing how you can look at the words of Philemon and be encouraged by them from someone who is in a dark day in their life. You know, just because we have problems doesn't mean that we should not be an encouragement to others. I don't know about you, but I feel like when I'm having a hard time, I want everybody to be there for me. But what we find is, is even in the trials, the Apostle Paul was looking to be a help and a blessing to others. And so in Philemon, we find a man who had been won to Christ by the Apostle Paul. And now when Paul is in prison, uh, he comes in contact with another slave that was a runaway, and now Paul is going to send him back to Philemon, and Philemon is told to take him back uh, as a brother. Uh, and so uh, there is a, 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 a instruction that was there uh, on how to receive someone uh, when you have been wronged. And, and though we, we see in Scripture that there were slaves, it does not mean that God was encouraging slavery. He was dealing with the reality of the world at the time. And so uh, rewriting history does not fix what was done. Uh, so uh, what, what do we do? We learn from history. But Philemon here, look again at the text. Paul says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. And what do we find here is we find a term, communication. Communication. Now, in our day, when we think about communication, we think about just what we are saying. It is all about what comes out of your mind or out of your mouth. But the, the, in Scripture, we see the word communicating being used, and it is to reference a life that has been lived. It is referencing uh, how you conduct yourself and how we communicate. Our life says something. Amen? And so here, communication is referring to a life lived and a testimony, if you would. Other places, Corinthians, Paul talks about the church at Corinth, how they communicated with him. What was it? They communicated with him in giving and receiving. That communication was referencing their generosity, their giving. So communication, it can refer to what we say. It can refer to what we, how we act and live. And it can also uh, impact and refer to the communication of giving and receiving. And so uh, tonight, we're going to look at communication in the home. Communication in the home. 
And in our home, we communicate a lot. And it doesn't mean necessarily that we say a lot. But the communication that takes place inside the home, we, we need to make sure that it is honoring to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so tonight we're going to look at communication in the home. Father, I do pray that you'd help us this evening. Thank you for uh, just the time we've been able to look at the home. I pray that all of us have been helped and strengthened. I pray our homes have been uh, helped and uh, bettered. And so I pray that you would help us tonight, uh, help those that are listening. And maybe there's something, there's something here for all of us if we'll look for it. And so I pray that that would be the case. Uh, bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So here, when we look at this area of, of communication, it will include how we communicate speaking uh, one to another. And so it deals with uh, our giving, our speaking, our living. Now go to, Philemon, or go to Ephesians, if you would, chapter number four. We're going to leave Philemon. Uh, we're just using that as a springboard, uh, looking at that communication uh, that Philemon had. His love, his faith had been communicated to other people, how he lived. Uh, it showed his faith. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, and we will look at some other types of communication here. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 25. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. We'll read down through verse 32. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither, neither give place to the devil. Let him that steals steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You know, when we look at this passage of Scripture, the Lord deals with a lot of areas uh, of, our, uh, of our life. Uh, but right off the bat, he said, putting away, what was that first thing he said in verse 25? Putting away? Lying. Putting away lying. Uh, and in the home, if the home is going to be what it needs to be, we need to make sure, uh, number one, that we have truthfulness and honesty. In the home, there should be truthfulness and honesty. You know, we need to make sure that not only are our kids being truthful and honest, but we are as well. And that we are living up uh, to our word. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Uh, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter number 
And I know the verses will be up here, but if you, if you have your Bible and you go to that spot, you can highlight a verse, you can jot down a note. It just helps keep uh, you uh, engaged and it brings back truths. Uh, I look in my Bible and I've got notes all over the place and I'll read it and then it'll remind me of something I'd already studied out. And so that's a help as you are uh, going through Scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 21, providing for honest things. Not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. You know, we, we are just to make sure that we are being honest. Honesty, truthfulness. Now, the word honest is the word kalos, and it means good, beautiful, useful, desirable. So, the communication should be honest. It should be not just true, uh, it should also be desirable. The communication should be uh, helpful, useful. And so the honesty is, is not just whether it is true or false. Honesty encompasses the value of the words that we communicate. And we need to be communicating words that are, uh, that are edifying, the Bible tells us as well. So uh, those are to build each other up. Useful words, helpful world, words, desirable words. And so uh, things that would, would benefit other people. So uh, good, beautiful, useful, desirable. So there needs to be truthfulness and honesty in the home. Uh, and then uh, with that, that truthfulness and honesty, we need to be real. Be real. Nobody expects anybody else to be perfect. But when we make a mistake, own it. Own it. Moms, dads, if we don't own it when we make a mistake, what makes us think our kids will? So, so just being real. If we make a mistake, be honest enough with yourself that you made a mistake. And be honest enough with those that are around you that you made a mistake. And that will help. It will help the atmosphere of your home. Why? Because there's a spirit of truthfulness in the home. It's, it's not like everybody is trying to outdo somebody else. It's not like this position, positioning and posturing within the home on, uh, on like, like one person is perfect and the others are not. When there is an attitude of, of truthfulness and honesty, when we make mistakes, we own those mistakes, it helps set the atmosphere of the home. It's so important. Uh, so, um, men, your wife needs to know, uh, needs you to be honest. Be honest. Communicate. Be honest. Be real. Be genuine. Uh, ladies, the same thing. Your husband needs you to be honest, real, genuine. Ch uh, parents, your children need you to be honest. They need you to be real. Uh, and uh, when, when we look at when we look at the, the people that the Lord had the problem was, it was not with the, with the satanic crowd, it was with the religious crowd. And what was it? They were Pharisees. They said that they were something that they were not, and they weren't being real. And if we are Pharisaical in our homes, our kids know it. They know it. If our faith is important, they know it. If our faith really isn't important, they know it. Because 
what goes on, what we communicate in that home. The communicating by what we say, the communicating by what we do, the communicating by how we give, uh, all of it, it just encompasses the life uh, of a believer. And so being honest in who we are and what we are. Uh, and we, we need to be a, we need to be Christ-like in our home if we are a Christian. We need to be Christ-like. The statement someone made, our walk talks and our talk talks, but our walk talks louder than our talk talks. And that is so true. And what what we say with our life says so much. James chapter 5, verse 12, the Bible says, But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay, nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. And if we are not being truthful and honest, uh, there is condemnation that will come, because we are not able, uh, what we are saying and what we are doing, they aren't matching up. And with that, it's not that other people condemn us, we condemn ourselves. So condemnation comes. So communicate honesty in your home uh, by your life. Uh, Show people by our our life. And our life is supposed to communicate truth. So number one in the communication, communicate uh, truthfulness and honesty. Number two, uh, we need to communicate honoring. Honoring. And with that, we talked about honoring last week, but we need to make sure that in our home, we are honoring the Lord. Our home needs a place be, to be a place where Christ is honored. And so go to 1 Corinthians 10.31. 1 Corinthians 10.31. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. The Bible says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. He didn't say whether you teach or preach. He didn't say whether you stand up and sing a special or play an instrument in church or usher. He, he didn't mention anything that had to do with ministry service. He went to the most basic of life activities. Survival, eating, drinking. Now, praise the Lord, we're not in survival mode when it comes to eating and drinking, all right? Uh, That's just pure pleasure right there. So you have the eating and drinking, and the Lord says, no matter how insignificant that activity may be, we need to do all to the glory of God. Uh, how we live, uh, what, we, what we do throughout our day, uh, we are to do all to the glory of God. Our life is to bring glory and honor to God. First Peter 1, 7, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So even the trials of our faith, the life that we live, even in the midst of a trial, is to bring glory and honor to God. And so, so we need to make sure that our homes are honoring to the Lord. Uh, 
I wish everything at home was always good. Don't you? And maybe in your home, everything is always good. Everything is always good in our home if she's happy. All right? Uh, and so, uh, but, but uh, everything in home is not always good. But the Lord should always be glorified. Whether, whether we are experiencing uh, struggles, trials, problems, whatever it is, there should be honor given to the Lord. Why? Because life is about him, not about us. One day we're going to see him. And when we see him, all of the things that seem so important to us right now won't matter. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy the life God has given us. The life that is honoring the Lord is going to be a life that is a blessed life. It's amazing how blessed we can become just by doing what we're told. It works. Follow biblical principle, and there are blessings that come. You honor him uh, in our home, he, he will bless your home. Uh, that's, that's a principle. Uh, so uh, everything is to be the, to the praise, the honor, and the glory uh, of God. So uh, we see that in 1 Peter 1, 7, John 5, 23. The Bible says that all men should honor the Son, even as, the, uh, as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. And so uh, there is just to be honored, uh, and it belongs to God. So in our homes, we need to be communicating, we need to be living, we need to be broadcasting, we need to be manifesting uh, that uh, there is honesty there, there is honoring there, and then we need to communicate uh, holiness, holiness. Honor and holiness. Honest, honoring, and holy. First John 1 5 this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. No darkness. Hey, think about that. There is, there is nothing dark in God. You know, this world is dark. It's dark. I went through and I started looking at some of the movies, the horror flicks and things like that, just looking at some of the top 20 uh, horror movies. And with that, it's all based on darkness. Every bit is darkness. Why would we, if we are light, want darkness? They all pastor. It doesn't matter. It's just a movie. Dark. Dark. Why would we want to bring darkness into our home? Well, I don't let my kids watch it. But then the teenagers start watching it, don't they? Well, they can handle it. They can handle darkness. 
Come on. They can handle darkness? No, they can't. And the reality is neither can we. And so here we, we, there is no darkness. In him is no darkness at all. That's how we are to be becoming. We are to work at being holy. Be ye holy for I, the Lord thy God, am holy. And so uh, that, would, that would mean that we are untainted, right? That means that we are not letting that which is unholy into our life, that which is impure, that which is sinful, that which is dark. Oh boy, I lost everybody on that one. Ephesians chapter number five, let's go there. Ephesians chapter five. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Ephesians chapter five. This world has a love affair with darkness. This world has a love affair with death. That shouldn't be something that is a draw to us. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. The Bible says, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us uh, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you uh, as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes, what's that next word? Darkness. But now are ye, what? Light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. Amen. Believers should not enjoy darkness. There is a, you say, well, I like that. I know, it's called the flesh. We all have a carnal side. But just because somebody likes that does not mean that that's acceptable. People tell, somebody can come in and say, well, pastor, I'm living in adultery, but I like it, it's okay. No, of course not. It's a violation of scripture. So is walking in darkness. Amen. So in the home, a home should be a place where there is shelter from the influence of the world. It should be a place where the devil's off limits. We're not giving him uh, any room. Uh, he, said, uh, he said in verse number, uh, he said, walk as children of light, verse number nine, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So 
the fruit of the Spirit, what the Lord is going to, what the Spirit of God is going to bring out, it, it is going to bring out, uh, it's going to bring out goodness, righteousness, and truth. Uh, proving, he says, verse 10, what is acceptable unto the Lord. So just ask yourself, would the Lord like to sit down and watch this movie with me? Is this something that he would like to watch? Is this something that he would be acceptable with? You know, that should be, that should be an easy answer. He goes on, verse 11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather, what? What are the next three words? Or two words? Reprove them. But rather reprove them. And, and with that, that rather reprove them. That's what I'm doing right now. But mom, dad, that's what you should do in the home. And maybe mom and dad need to make some changes. Amen. Amen. Verse 12. Look at this verse. The Bible says, For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. It's a shame even to speak about these things. Well, if it's a shame to speak about them, I shouldn't watch it. Right? He said, well, pastor, there's not a command against. He didn't say, thou shalt not watch poltergeist. I, I know. He didn't call out whatever horror movie it is that, that you want to watch. Or even unclean things. There's too much fellowship among believers with darkness. You know what the result is? You can't tell the believer from the unbeliever. Why? Because they've spent so much time with darkness. They act like darkness. They talk like darkness. They do the same things that those that are in darkness. Paul looked at the believers in Corinth and said, ye were sometimes darkness. That's where you, you were, but you are no longer there. Now you are children of light. So too much fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Uh, and we need people to stand up and start reproving them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, in the Christian school, I want our students to stand up to the other students if somebody starts talking about something that's on the, the works of darkness. I want them to stand up against the unfruitful works of darkness. Hey, we're Christians. This, this is a Christian school. This, we don't talk about that. that is, that's unholy. That's ungodly. But it's not just the kids' responsibility. Moms and dads, we need to be doing that. Verse 10, he said, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. We think, I think about the maniac of Gadara. Here was a man who was in and under the power of Satan. And when he got saved... He didn't want anything to do with the devil. He just wanted everything to do with the Lord. He wanted to spend time with the Lord. The Lord was going to leave Gadara. And the maniac of Gadara, he wanted to go with the Lord. And the Lord told him to stay home. Uh, and so uh, what was it? There was, there was 
uh, an evidence of change in his life. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And we need to allow God's word to guide what goes on in our life. What, what, what is it? It's what we communicate. And so uh, if we allow the Lord to lead us and guide us, uh, we, will, uh, we will not allow the, uh, the darkness to impact us and, and lead us. Uh, he had, the maniac of Gadara at one time had the unclean spirit. He dwelt among the tombs. He was lost. He, he had lack of spiritual insight until he met Christ. But when he met Christ, the Bible says that in the next moment after he got saved, the Bible says that he was seated at, he, it says he was clothed and in his right mind and seated at the foot of Jesus. He never heard a, he never heard a message about putting clothes on. What happened? All of a sudden he, he heard, he met Christ. And now he's sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. I mean, wanting to be there at the master's feet to learn from him. Uh, and there was, there was a battle that went on, Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not against principalities, against powers, uh, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. There is a spiritual battle that's going on. There's a spiritual battle going on for our homes. Parents, grandparents, we, we need to be putting up barriers as much as we can. Why? Because we don't want to see the, the devil have any room. The Bible says in Psalm, go there, Psalm 101. Psalm 101. I'm almost done. Psalm 101. I kept inverting this with Psalm 103, 1. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I don't know how many times I typed it in wrong. Psalm 101, 3. Bible says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave unto me. It shall not cleave to me. What, what is it? I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. You know, we, we've got to, We've got to be careful. The world that we lived in, I remember, I remember when, when the video stores came out. A rule that was given to us when I was in uh, new in ministry, uh, you couldn't go to a video store. And you couldn't have a membership card at a video store. Now nobody needs a membership at a video store. Everything's right there on your phone. And it's easy. And it's cloaked in darkness. Nobody knows. But at some point, we've got to have some established guidelines in our life. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Mark chapter 5, and we look back at that maniac of Gadara. For time's sake, I won't read all the verses. But right off the bat, the Lord said, Come out, thou unclean spirit. 
And after this man was saved, he wanted to be with Christ. At verse 18, he says, And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed, had been possessed, had been, past tense, had been, no more. There, there's no more entrance. Had been. Had been possessed with the devil, prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit just Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And he de- departed and began to, to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. You know, the world should see a change. They should see the change. You go to church. Praise the Lord. So at the water cooler, on the job uh, site, are you different? We should be. In our homes, are we different? Are our kids seeing that there's a difference? They they shouldn't see just a difference. They should... It should just be all that they know. They shouldn't know any other way but the way of righteousness. Why? Not because we're perfect, but because that's the, that's the, the direction that we're going, the direction that we want to live. Uh, we need in our homes, we should be communicating that which is uh, honest, that which is honoring, and that which is holy. Maybe we need to get rid of some Netflix and HBO and some other subscription of whatever that is that is bringing things into your home. Maybe even you got to get rid of the internet. If I could not control the internet, I would not have it. I'm just being honest with you. I don't want to give any place to the devil in my life. None. Zero. And we have, we have to make sure that we are guarding this place called home. You say, well, my kids are all gone. It doesn't matter. No, you're going to give an account for your home. So I don't have any kids. I'm not married. Your home needs to be there needs to be honesty in your home. There needs, to be, uh, there needs to be honor in your, it should bring honor to Christ. And there needs to be holiness. Whether you've got kids, don't have kids, whether you're married, not married, none of that matters. What matters is that we are living a life that should bring honor and glory to God. And as we are doing so, we get to enjoy the blessings of the of the Christian life. You know what? As a, as a believer that's following the Lord, I don't have to work, worry about drug addiction. I don't have to worry about being an alcoholic. I don't have to worry about so many problems that people deal with in their life. I don't have to worry. I've got a meeting tomorrow morning with the commander at the jail. 
I'm going to walk in there, and I'm going to have a meeting with him and several other law enforcement uh, officers. And when I go in, I'm not nervous at all. Isn't that good, Miss Sarah? Just the peace that that gives. It's a whole different ballgame. But there are a lot of people that live in fear, turmoil, the drama. Sin brings drama. I hate drama. I hate drama. Our kids heard that over and over and over again growing up. I hate drama. They heard Browns don't whine as well, often. And, and so uh, there, were, there were just things that in our home, but, but, but with that home, you know, as we are following the Lord, there are so many blessings that we get to be the recipient of. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. There are, there are so many seniors that are in a stage of their life now wishing that they could do it all over. And messages like this aren't to condemn anyone. Messages like this are to help those that haven't yet made the mistakes. Let's do it right. Let's follow biblical principles and our homes will be blessed. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, just the uh, spirit of receptiveness we've had tonight. I pray that you'd help all of us. Uh, Lord, just to look into our own life, if there's areas where there's darkness prevailing, I pray that you would help us to recognize it. I pray that you would help us to have the boldness uh, and the uh, fortitude to uh, remove it from our life, to take those stands that we need to take. And so help us, please. I pray for our moms, our dads. I pray for our homes, that they would be what you'd want them to be. So bless now, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. The instruments will play. Um, Maybe you just need to come to an altar and talk to the Lord. Uh, Maybe we need to make some decisions about what we are going to allow into our home and what we're not going to allow. They call it home.